worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, he holds the victory. Yeah! There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise.
King Jesus, I'm thankful that we have a God that is all-sufficient. Good to see you. Happy New Year again. It's good to be in God's house. Good to have you. If you're a guest today, we especially take a moment to welcome you. Thank you for coming to worship today. Those that have joined us, KTHS Radio and online, Facebook, welcome. Tremendous day to be together in God's house. Well, uh, be sure and notice that uh, we kick off once again on Wednesday night. We're going to do what I call kind of a soft start. We're not going to do the after school the first week. Why would you do that? Because Kenton Mallory's gone. <laughs> That's exactly why. <laughs> so uh, we will get started providing the weather, and it looks like it's all changed now. It's going to be a wonderful, beautiful, sunny, well, 
That's July forecast, I'm sorry. But uh, anyway, notice the snow policy. If there's no school in Bearville, there will be no Wednesday activities, but it, it looks like it's changing. This week we kick off, and then next week we'll get back with choirs and everything in the after-school program. So a little bit of a program adjustment there, and thank you for understanding that. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving, the receptacles here at the church and online and the mail. It's so appreciated. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 5 this morning. And just for a few moments, I want you to think about a miracle you would like to receive from the Lord. Now, I, th- I really believe that 2024 would be a nice time to receive it. How about you? I would dare say that most of us need a miracle sometimes every day. Oftentimes the first miracle being, can I get out of this bed and get to the coffee pot? Well, enough said about that. Miracles are works of a supernatural power of God. And I want to talk about them today. Because I believe for us that supernatural origin is the power of Almighty God that has a benefit for us. Because I believe God desires to give us miracles even today. For the purpose of, for instance, revealing himself to us, revealing his power to us, revealing his blessings to us, revealing his love toward us. Psalms 84, 11 says, The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. I love that scripture. He bestows favor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. The example that we're referring to today here from 2 Kings chapter 5 is Naaman. Do you realize Naaman had the best a man could enjoy? Think about it. He was the grandson of Benjamin. He was a captain of the army. He was a friend of his master. He was a mighty man of valor. But verse 1 declares unto us a little bit of a problem. But he was a leper. That meant that no matter how good things were for him, 
he still needed a miracle. He had all of these other things that were so beneficial. But he was a leper. The odds of being cured of leprosy in those days were very, very small. He was a marked man. You can assume that with his influence and his inner circle of influence, he had tried all he knew to be healed. He'd, he even had the influence of the king of Syria to help him try to find a cure. He wanted to beat the odds. Just, I believe, like you and I, we want to beat the odds today. We all know what it's like to have this thought. Life would be good if. Life would be good except there's this one thing that I can't get out of the way. Everything's good except this one thing. There's often this one obstacle that stands between you and fulfillment. Now, maybe that obstacle is your weight. Maybe it's a financial problem. Maybe it's a bad relationship. Maybe it's your health. It could be a number of things. You can fill in the blank. There's so many things you could name. But this gigantic barrier between you and the life you want to live is real. Naaman, for instance, he was a successful warrior, and yet he was facing an enemy he couldn't defeat. This one thing was enough to bring him down. More importantly, though, this one thing was enough to get him pointed in the right direction. This is something that Naaman did right. And that, that's this. Before the leprosy ruined him, he sought help. Before that thing ruins you, please seek help. Maybe you're facing an obstacle that hasn't ruined you, but it has the potential to. Maybe it's a sin. Maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's a situation, but it hasn't yet gotten as bad as it could get. Well, now's the time to confront it. And by the way, I can assure you that it hasn't yet gotten as bad as it can get. And the longer you avoid it, the worse it gets, the bigger it becomes. Well, today, I think, is a good day to begin taking steps, steps like Naaman took, to break down the barriers that stand between you and the life that God has in store for you. No better day. I want you to notice something with me today. First of all, notice with me, <clears throat> number one, God used the insignificant to direct him. 
Notice the story with me, starting in verse 2. Now, bands from Aram had gone out and taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. Now, most of the time, God will give us direction toward a miracle, honestly. But often, it is different from what we expect. Bands from Aram had gone out, taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. Syria had taken captives from Israel, and a little maid served Naaman's wife. But she was a follower of God. Notice that serving in the presence of Naaman's household was the most insignificant person of all. She was a maid, a foreign maid at that. You know, often the Holy Spirit will prompt us about something that, that we will question in the flesh, but the Spirit may tug at our hearts to give us an answer. And those times we need to remember 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Thank God for His Spirit that dwells within us, that touches our spirit. Psalm 37, 23, if the Lord delights in a man's way, he makes his steps firm. So when you're asking for a miracle, <clears throat> don't overlook the small things that seem insignificant most of the time. Don't overlook them. Remember the widow with a little bit of oil, a little bit of meal, and it lasted and lasted and lasted. Or just a few fish and a little bit of bread. Insignificant small things. You see, there was a principle involved here that, that Naaman understood and that we never want to forget, especially going into a year that we need miracles. Sometimes help comes from unexpected places. And if we're not willing to listen to others, we could miss out on some of those very significant opportunities. Naaman could have said, what wisdom could this slave girl have? What knowledge could this slave have that I don't have? Who's she to tell me? how to be healed of leprosy. He could have had that attitude. Reminded of what Andrew Carnegie said. He said, it marks a big step in a man's development when he comes to realize that 
other men can be called to help him do a better job than he can do alone. So true. Or Ken Blanchard, author of The One Minute Manager, said it this way. None of us is as smart as all of us. <laughs> That's good. None of us are as smart as all of us. Do not overlook the small things. Number two, God used the unreasonable to reveal the supernatural. 2 Kings 5.10, Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. Now, if you'll notice in the story, Naaman did the practical first. He got a letter from the king of Syria. He took gifts with him, and they approached the king of Israel. The king of Israel thought that Syria and Naaman wanted to fight. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how the enemy can build false stories? The king of Israel said in verse 7, as soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me? It's amazing sometimes how ridiculous fights get started on the most unimaginable things. <laughs> Naaman became dumbfounded. He was confused. He was frustrated. Elisha heard of the king's plight and about Naaman's problems, and he just sent a word to the king, just, just have old Naaman come to him. Now, I'm paraphrasing. You all understand that. That's okay, isn't it? Wouldn't you rather be paraphrased as to go to one? Yeah, I had. <laughs> Naaman was now pursuing an impractical and an unreasonable approach. See, it was not protocol for a man of his profession, his professional standing, to do what he's doing. But when you're trying to beat all the odds, you usually get to the place at some time where you're willing to say, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. You see, that is the atmosphere for a miracle. God was about to deal with Naaman. God had a plan through Elisha. Elisha sent a messenger to greet him. With instructions, <clears throat> go wash in that old dirty Jordan. Jordan was not in Israel. Not, Jordan was in Israel, not in Syria. And all, all of this was just unreasonable to Naaman. It was unorthodox. The truth of the matter is, when the supernatural works, it works by God's design. Isaiah 55, 9 so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, isn't this kind of crazy, but, but isn't it also very classic at the same time? 
Naaman is on the very verge of something spectacular. He has the chance to be healed of the disease that is destroying his life. But instead of receiving his healing, he gets mad because Elisha didn't do it right. Naaman wanted a show. He wanted the prophet to work his magic, so to speak, while he watched in amazement. Basically, Naaman wanted to do nothing but receive. This kind of gets to getting a little bit of close to us sometimes. Because if we're not careful, that's the attitude that we can get into very easily. See, Naaman was approaching it from no action on his part. Instructions were given. I don't have to obey. So don't give me instructions that I don't want. No follow through. You know what? That's not how we break through obstacles. There's a part of all of us probably that wishes that God would send someone along to wave his hand and make, a, make all of our problems go away. But that's not how it works. Just like Elisha <clears throat> told Naaman to wash seven times in the river, oftentimes God will tell us the steps we need to, to take. The real question is, are you willing to obey? Am I willing to obey? The real question is, are you willing to do your part? Are you willing to do your part? Notice the third thing, how God honored obedience. Verse 13, Naaman's servants <clears throat> went to him and said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? You see, when Naaman heard a messenger tell him to wash in the Jordan and the Israeli River, when he heard him say to wash seven times, when he realized that <clears throat> there were two better rivers in Damascus, both of them better than the Jordan, the truth of the matter was, he was angry. Proof of that is, is the 12th verse. So he turned and went off in a rage. But right here's where he beats the odds. When his desire for a miracle became greater than his pride, than the proven protocol, and even his own honor. When his desire for that became greater than these things, with his own servant's encouragement is when he decided to do it God's way. Unfortunately, it was the last resort. 
because the truth of the matter is God was there all along. Dare I not ask out loud the question, how many times have we maybe missed it and we've gone to the place that it was the last resort and come to realize he was there all along? And he is today. Naaman <clears throat> entered the Jordan River and dipped the seven times. Each time, somehow, I believe God did a little more in the heart of Naaman <laughs> And on the seventh time is when he beat the odds. Verse 14, so he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Wow. Wow. But he had to do it God's way. And when he saw the results, <clears throat> he gave God the praise. There's nothing all that glamorous about washing yourself in the Jordan River seven times in a row. But there's also something very powerful about it because it represents humble obedience to the Word of God, delivered by the servant, delivered by somebody else, the messenger. At first, Naaman objected to Elisha's instructions, but as we've already pointed out, he changed his mind when his servant spoke some sense to him, and when he did what he was told to do. And Naaman and all of his attendants, verse 15 says, went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, now I know that there is no God in all of the world except in Israel. Please accept now a gift from your servant. So don't overlook the simple things. God will use the insignificant. God will use the unreasonable. God always honors obedience. So in order to experience the fullness of God, that God wants to do for all of his people, we need the involvement and the advice and the assistance of others in our journey, like the slave girl, like the wise officers and the faith-filled Elisha. We need those people. They won't solve our problems for us. But if we listen to what God says through them, they'll help you find your way. They'll help you find your way. They'll help you connect with the power of God. The question is this. Will you let others speak into your life? It's a pretty big question in our day and time. Because there seems to be this resistance of man today. Well, who do you think you are to try to tell? I'm not trying to tell you you ought to. I'm just saying this is what God says. And we need to be obedient to him. Are you humble enough to hear what they have to say? 
Or are we going to be always in a defensive position? Are you willing to knock on more than one door? Are you willing to keep trying even when others misjudge you, even when others offer you no hope at all? And are you willing to take the steps necessary to see it through? You see, to take responsibility for your actions rather than just waiting for someone to come along and make all your problems go away. That would be the easy way. That way doesn't change us. Okay? The question is, can you take action? Because this is how you break down barriers. Some action required. And it really boils down to this. We do the possible in faith that God will do the impossible. We do the possible in faith that God's going to do the impossible. Because I... Figure that all of us are facing situations today that are a whole lot bigger than we are. But I want to do what's possible in faith. And I'm going to trust God to do the impossible. Because he still specializes in it. As the worship team comes, if you are facing one of those times that you, you need a miracle... If you're facing a time in your life that you haven't received Christ as your Savior, there's no greater time than this, the first Sunday of the new year, to say, I want to surrender my life to the Lord Jesus Christ now, today. Or if you just need someone to agree with you in prayer, I will be here at the front. I'll be happy to pray with you and believe with you for your obedience to do that to God. You see... The Jordan River doesn't have the power to heal leprosy. But consistent obedience to the Word of God does have the power to break any barrier that exists in our lives. So what we need today is just obedience to the Word of God. What is God saying today? As they sing, let's agree together. Oh uh-huh. 
now to do the same thing for me. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you.
You believe? Thank you so much for coming this morning. If you're here for the first time, Pastor Keith is in the foyer behind you, in the front foyer. We'd love to meet with you. To the rest of you, God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you Wednesday night at regular time. Remember, no after-school program, no choir, no kids' choir on uh, Wednesday night. Ladies, don't forget week. to sign up at the back of the sanctuary for the Women's Bible Study. That's coming Women's, in February. Women's Bible Study in February. Ladies, sign up in the back.